begin by saying welcome everyone to the Enemy Slime Podcast, episode number 94. So close, six away from the big one zero zero that we have no plans whatsoever for. I'm very excited to see. We should probably, we should probably jump on that. We should yeah. probably start figuring out what exactly we do when that happens. Uh, I am your usual host, Jared, and we're joined today with Mr. Lucio Lorenzino. Hello. Uh, we're also joined by Mr. J. Joseph Jr. So I got a um, a quiet figure from the UK. It costs $200 US, and I think for the 100th podcast, we can blow it up. Hmm. Actually, that sounds pretty good. Uh, we also have with us... We're going to do the audio only, of course. We have Mr. Michael Mahoney as well. All right, so for the record, Jared, when you were growing up, did you ever have apple beer? Um, yes, I had apple beer oh like God. I think yeah, and months I think, ago. I think we're only the we're the only people in the whole United States who could tell you what that is. That sounds horrible. Whatever yeah. it is, it's not great. It's yeah, it's not. It's not something like you. Nobody's importing apple beer <laughs> and and thinking about how great it is. It's not a thing that happens. Uh, so yes, I, we were just discussing uh, sodas as we do here at the Enemy Slime Podcast, well, we episode just, number ninety four. You're discussing the Keenan and Kel reunion, which led into Soda. Right, right. Because Kel really loves orange soda. Mm. And he loves liquor and soda. He loves sporty malt. As I was telling everyone on the podcast, uh, Keenan and Kel actually had a good amount of power over the show, and they originally wanted it to be grape soda, and the Nickelodeon execs weren't having that. So, so really, they had no power. Yeah, that's just, that I mean, they had, like enough, they had, they had enough, enough power. It's just like it's just you don't have the power to be racist on kids' television. Man, if I was making kids' television, everybody would drink grape soda. Jay, black people <laughs> can't be racist, right? So it, here's the thing: I think I think I think Jared can be racist. He said like all fruit sodas are black. People. Like you're talking about like black cherry soda. What the the only black cherry soda. Only that's like single, the whitest thing I could think of. Only single what? fruit no, sodas. No, no. Single no, no, fruit no, sodas. No, no, it can be white. No, because like cherry. pineapple soda. It's a cherry that's for more black like, That's more like Lucio. A pineapple soda. Well, yeah, now well, we're getting racist. <laughs> oh, Lucio, you tropical beast. He'd be more like a mole soda. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's actually a yerba mate soda. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, there you yeah. go. Which you were you were supposed to give us some mate in Seattle yeah. and you did not. That's true. That was my I can use some mate right now, yeah, actually. That's cool. I'm crashing pretty hard. Oh, yeah. So, Lucio, you say that mate, like, really, uh, it zests you up. Is that right? Yeah, it's a sour caffeine. It has a high high caffeine. Yep. Hmm. And kids drink it. Also, it. it also. Uh, yeah. Did you mean to feed that to your child? I saw like a picture. Yeah, they like. <laughs> and so, like that, you're fine with that. Like that's feeding your children an absurd amount of caffeine is something <laughs> that you're yeah. prepared to deal with. Listen, Jared. I know you're not okay with hot caffeine drinks. No, I just I feel like the I've... Rest of the world doesn't distinguish. <laughs> I just I, I I I guess Lucio has angels for children because <laughs> I find sugar to be far more problematic than caffeine actually. Mm, okay. It, it, the, the highs is more intense and then they crash harder. So so no sugar daddies. Uh, that sounds wrong. So like the the way to really the way to really like tip them off then is probably like a a, a candy latte from Starbucks right like a like a Coke. caramel macchiato. Coke, with it's it's pumpkin spice latte season. Oh, it is. It is. Um, 
Let's to get the to get the scoop on all the new pumpkin products heading towards you. Let's move to our basic bitch Jay. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> one second. Why are we talking about? Why is it? Why do I have to talk about this? Well, it sounds like you've had more. I haven't had a pumpkin flavored thing yet this year. Have you guys? Uh, not yet. I don't think the no, I'm man. I am I, having I, oh, I, I know I'm waiting year. on the Dunkin' Donuts pumpkin donuts. I like those. Oh, we have those here. They're here now. Um, that sounds nice. You know, I could probably get some like fresh baked pumpkin muffins somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I, I guess. What, about a, what know, about a pumpkin pie? Like, does anyone in New York still eat pie, or is that just too archaic? I mean, I'm surrounded by black people. Of course, we eat pumpkin pie. Ah, uh, right, right. My bad. I actually didn't. Do, do black people like pumpkin pie? Is that? Is that like yes? Oh, good. It's like a, it's like a thing. Good. See, we do have common ground after all this time. <laughs> what about bean pie? Bean pie is less of a thing, but it's a thing. And uh, the other other thing, the other big thing is sweet potato pie. Ooh, sweet potato pie. That's that's the money pie. What about yams? Are you guys yam tolerant? Yes. Or do you or feel like a, or do you feel like a yam is like a sweet potato that just didn't so try hard really, enough? You really don't know any black people. Have you ever read Things Fall Apart, Jared? What? It's just yam, yam, yam. Domestic abuse, domestic abuse, domestic abuse. <laughs> yam, yam, yam. <laughs> um. That's African culture. I went the so <laughs> to answer your question, that Jay. Like, that sounds like that sounds like a Lee Daniels film. To, to answer your question, Jay, no, I do not know any black people. Okay, <laughs> I I did. I worked with one fairly recently, but she got she left. So now we're back to zero. Okay, that's, that's really not an exaggeration. I can't. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. I mean, you know, Jay. Well, yeah. I mean, of course, but like. I don't, Isn't your in real life, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't close. see somebody like every day who I can give a high five to, or whatever the urban equivalent would be. I do. They really hate that high five. <laughs> <laughs> give me a high five, no, Michael. Give me a high five. Come on, Michael. I'm trying to work. <laughs> He's legal counsel at my company. <laughs> speaking speaking of high fives. How many of those do you think are going around the Activision offices today? <laughs> do you think that everybody's like really pleased with themselves? Um, I, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta suspect that Robomoto employees are going to be looking for a job very soon. <laughs> I've, I actually, you know, I haven't spent too much time with the studio, so I don't know what their other uh, classics involve. Let's see here, Robomoto. Uh, they brought us Tony Hawk Ride, classic, Tony Hawk Shred. They literally entered into the Tony Hawk world in its darkest moments. Um, <laughs> and, and they obviously made it their mission to make it worse. Oh, here we go. They made a 2014 hit Globbers Escape. So there's there's some bright... <laughs> there's some brightness in here. fuck is Globbers Escape? It's just like a porn. Uh, Glabber's Escape looks like it's an iOS game, which frankly is where it really feels like Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 should have been released. Is maybe uh, onto like a cell phone where we could forget I've about it. I've definitely played cell phone games that I think are better than Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5. So where I mean Jay, you're the you're the one who was fortunate enough to I, I it it actually like, you know, I understand that it's kind of the name of the game sometimes where where we buy something because we have to, and that's how it is. And uh, but this one hurts. Like it hurts that we spent sixty dollars 
on Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5. Um, so tell us where we went wrong. What happened? Oh, God. Uh, you mean where we went wrong? What, I mean, obviously, where we, where we pretty, went wrong was buying the game. It's pretty easy to trace back where things went wrong for us. So let's let's go back a step <laughs> even further. Um, what? How did how did they fuck this up? I guess that's my question. This really doesn't feel like it's something <laughs> that you should have fucked up. Um, so I, I heard I heard a lot of stories about like Tony Hawk HD, right? Mm-hmm. And how they were bad at like they used the quick pre engine, but they were really bad at uh, translating the physics and the whole. And there were just all sorts of moves missing, right? Because quote unquote that was the way it was in like the original Tony Hawk, so you couldn't manual. Or you could manual and you couldn't revert or whatever it was. Like I, I, I usually know this stuff, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, and like then HD later on had to release some kind of DLC or whatever. I was like, oh, it's going to improve all this stuff, and they put some stuff back in. But my impression from HD was that just from the physics and the graphics and everything, it's just very not good. And apparently, Pro Skater Five. Um, is very similar to Tony Hawk HD, and it comes with a lot of like a slew of new issues that just haven't been seen in anything else that like Robomoto has touched. Like like in HD, and even in like Ride and Shred, um, no one's seen some of the shit like Robomoto has done. And to give you an example, I thought I was being um, a little too cynical when I said I was going to mention the like the title screens for Tony Hawk, like the Activision and Robomoto, you know, when that stuff flies by. I thought I was being a little too cynical when I mentioned in my review that for that shit, I get a lot of slowdown and like a jittery frame rate because that can't even load right. But then I see Polygon and they're making fun of the same thing. They're like saying this happened to us too. Well, they, they so took it a step further and said on the Xbox, they actually couldn't get past the logos unless they created a guest account on the Xbox, logged in with that, and then switched to their main account. Once the, uh, So there's yeah. something wrong with Xbox Live. So like, it's super fucked up. So you actually, it's, you had the best possible scenario. It's, it's super fucked up. It sounds like I have the best possible version too, because it sounds like, um, anything that's not PS4 is suffering a lot more, and that's that's a scary thought. So I I wanted to kind of look at the game uh, before their download, which I guess I guess certain users couldn't get in. So 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 keep in mind, listeners, that the Tony Hawk the game disc itself is um, under five gigs, and the download for the game, like the day one download that you have to install, is seven point seven gigs. Um, and while that was installing, I went to try out the game, and my god, it was like absolutely awful. Like everything looked terrible, everything played terrible. I showed you guys videos, and you saw like uh, Ishad where just bouncing off shit at random. And that wasn't me. That wasn't like me being a bad gamer. That was just physics not reacting to anything I was doing. It was just it was just like bouncing off walls and all that shit. Um. And yeah, so then I got I got the download, I got the update, and it. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm I actually. Do you have PTSD? I actually want to share this. <laughs> I just put I just put um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five into my PlayStation Four, and it's telling me unrecognize this. <laughs> Oh, well, don't laugh too hard, because that might just be a dead disk drive on your PlayStation. <laughs> well, find out. That's Surprise! Your, it's a present from your PlayStation. 
No, no, it, it, Phantom Pain you can't works. do this to us anymore. <laughs> the Phantom Pain works, huh? All right, so there you have it, live on the podcast, Tony Hawk. Okay. So anyway, I download, I download the update. Um, it, it, the, the graphics improve. It, it all looks very barren, right? Like I, I don't know how else to describe it. Like the, the graphics are functional, but they did this weird thing where it's kind of halfway between. Cartoony, gra- cartoony graphics and like realism, so the models don't look quite right, and the world doesn't look quite right, and everything's just very barren, and, no- and nothing looks like, you know, there's nothing that you see that goes, oh, that looks very fun to skate on. I'm gonna skate over there and do it, and it's it's like, uh, just everything about this game is like is like fucked up. It's it's just so. I think it's you're like, making a lot of assumptions here. Because it doesn't sound like they even got to like pick an aesthetic to say it's going to be realistic or not. I think they just kind of threw some assets together and were like, eh. So I was I was telling Michael the other the other day what's so interesting to me about this game is the discrepancy between the disc as it arrives and then the day one patch. And to me, that sends like a signal like they were probably working on this game like last week like last there, was, there was probably a guy just working like 20 hour days he's like oh my god fuck we gotta hurry <laughs> so you know i um I, you know it's definitely i can tell from my own experiences that a lot of the game as a place like it, there are entire levels or like characters that were in that update that weren't in um the game that that shipped out um you know, I, I, I think, I guess what I wanted to describe was kind of the skaters, the pros. So each pro only comes with like four tricks, right? Uh, they have a flip trip trick, they have like a, a lip trick, they have a grab, uh, whatever. They, they come with a very, very limited skill set, and you can't change it. So I played a ton of the older Tony Hawks before getting this game. And it wasn't like in anticipation. This is actually how I found out there was a Tony Hawk 5. And that I was playing the old Tony Hawks. I'm like, I wonder what's going on with the franchise. And then I researched it. So in the old Tony Hawks game, you could like deeply customize every single one of your, your tricks, like every arrow, every direction, every single thing that you do in that game. Um, and in this one, all your skills are just like tied to one pro. They don't have a lot of tricks. They have like uh, something like four tricks and then slight variations on those tricks. Um, and your special meter it's no longer for a special trick. It just changes their skill set. So you hit the, you hit the special meter, you get a little blue streak and uh, they just get slightly different skills. The closest thing to a creative skater is like these cards that you can unlock and uh, just try and customize their body and everything. And just like everything about it is, it's just very, very restrictive. So I ended up playing as Leticia Pofoni, um, who's like this Brazilian skater slash model. And I didn't really intend to play the game as her. I was just trying out different skaters. And I had ended up collecting something like eight skill points on her. Um, And I found out later on, jumping into the pros, that everyone starts with zero stats out of 128 stats. So after working on her, I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm going to play through every character. It's just tedious. So basically, you you get married to the main person. No, 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 no. If, you, if you're lazy, we call this replayability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, 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 no. Replayability implies fun. We call this grinding. Yeah, yeah. This is this is grinding. Hey, speaking of grinds, so so 
Tony Hawk 5 has a new feature, and this feature is um, your ability to slam down your board in hard land tricks, right? And if you've played Ali Ali, and if you've played Skate, then this is nothing new. You've had this feature for a while. But Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 decided, oh, we're going to use it. And now, Jarrett, you played Ali Ali. How do you slam down your board? Do you, I don't even really know that it's slamming down the board so much as it's just landing. But it's like, like every, every trick you have to press X right as you're about to hit the ground. Right. Um, it's X. Yeah, yeah. Which which makes sense. Um, I mean, it's a little different there because grind isn't mapped to triangle. But I can't imagine a scenario where I would want the grind button to be the same thing that draws me to the ground. But <laughs> here here we are. Right. And really, what I'm getting at in Ali Ali and in Skate. Um, uh, which you know, I think I think they're both the same in that you use the um, the, the analog stick and you latch on to your grind. Uh, but even then, the X button is still something different from the analog stick. It's just a different button. And for whatever reason, the creators of Tony Hawk were like, it's going to be the triangle button, and it's going to be attached to the same exact button as your grind. So each time now that you try to grind in this game, there is like a 50% chance, even as you try and get really good at it, which is an exercise in itself, there's like a 50% chance that you're going to be just a little off on that rail, and you're going to hard land your trick, and you're not going to finish the grind. It's going to end your combo and whatever you're trying to do. And uh, I think that's like, I, I think that thing with the grind and the slam down and the landing, I think that says so much as to how little Robomoto thought out any part of the design of this game. Like, I, I, think, I think that says, like, anyone, anyone saying would have, like, playtested that for a while and been like, oh, this doesn't work, we need to change it. And they left that into the final game. I mean, we've, um, kind of, we've kind of discussed this before, where this is a developer who, I think we were actually, this discussion originally revolved around Sonic, as most discussions do. Um, but I think what, we, what I was saying is, they can't even like these guys released Tony Hawk HD and they basically proved that they couldn't even make that. And so like yeah. to, to, to release a game and not even be able to get the core game and then to release another one and be like, Hey guys, let's add a feature. Like, no, 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 you shouldn't be adding anything. <laughs> you should just be making the game work. Let's you should be making work. But that it, it just strikes me so much as, like they added this, it strikes me as they added this because Ali Ali and Skate had it. It's like, oh, the popular skateboard games have this. Let's add it to ours, and they just did it without thinking it through. So that's what this 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 choice strikes me as. Um, you know, it's always online, um, and the online is always good. <laughs> the online's at least functional. The, the the more people in the lobby, definitely you're going to get like slow down and lag and all that. But if it's a small amount, which it is, because realistically Arnold speaking, how long are the servers going to be on? Uh, probably like until what time is it now? <laughs> can you exactly. can you play it offline? If you disconnect your internet, does the game no. work? No. Are like, you really? Yeah. Fuck me. It's <laughs> um, getting better and better. Yeah. So, so, um, but not only that, the it, it's structured as like an offline game. There's so many single player challenges. Um, you know, there it's like it's it's ridiculous. It seems like the online was last minute. I can't imagine it was to prevent pirates because then you're just kind of deluding yourself that anyone wants to pirate this thing. Um, you know, it, it's just like. 
I've had like I've had like very very few chances to interact with other players. I can just watch them skate and like glitch through the level and and fall through the earth. Um, as I said, the levels are barren. The challenges are just like not fun. And I added this to my review uh, after we went live because it's a review in progress. Because that's the other great thing. It's always a great sign that they didn't send out any review copies. They sent out zero advanced copies of this game. Um, and the re- few people that did get review copies, they got like the entire digital version. So it's like we're definitely not sending these people a disc. We want them to have this version that we're gonna, people are going to download. Mm. Um, so let me ask, what kind of online functionality would you like to see? Like, you go to get a burrito with another guy? Well, I mean, you know, skate... <laughs> How about I guess, none? I, I would go for none. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of it. Like, because, well, skate, at the very least, you could, like, um, uh, you could spectate and watch other people skate, which I don't think you can really do in, in Pro Skater 5. Um, so, but I, I guess I ultimately agree with, like, Jared. I don't, uh, unless there's, like, some kind of high, high score competition, like, live online competition. Might be nice if you set it up so that the computer automatically tracks your progress against other players. And, and there's a scoreboard, but no one cares about that shit. Like, I've seen the same guy on top of the, scape, on top of the scoreboard every single time um, I've exited a, an online lobby. And here's the thing. I can start a private session, and anytime I complete a challenge, it's going to knock me back into a full online session. Um, instead of taking me back to private, it doesn't matter what I do. I may have a, uh, I may have a controversial stance on this, but I feel like uh, multiplayer, where you have basically no effect on the other person whatsoever, um, I feel like that's something that works on a split screen level. Like that's the charm of the original Tony Hawk games, right? Is you yeah. you would play the split screen multiplayer, and you're both sitting in the same room together doing tricks. You can watch like the other person's screen and and watch their sick combo they pulled off or whatever. Um, and that, that whole like concept is just out the window completely when you move it to the internet with a bunch of strangers. Um, none of the charm is there. There's literally no reason for it to be in the game at all. Like why not just have leaderboards, but then on top of it to have it be mandatory to even launch the game is just insane to me. Like that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah. And then, and then here's the, what about a screen that compares the choices you made against all the other players? Let's see. This, this, but I want to chose the dark slide on its rail. Fifty-seven <laughs> percent of all the move, players did that. Before we move too far away from Jared's point, there is no local multi for Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. I mean, who fucking so, cares anyway? Like, you shouldn't. We don't need to lament that. Like, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't invite my friend over to play that thing. Right, yeah, I, I'm saying it's just... It's like, just the, another, w- the kids that would do not even know who Tony Hawk is at this point? It, it, I, <laughs> the guys who, like, oh, I mean, I admire them. Like, like, the pros in the game um, are actually relevant pros, you know. Um, Lizzie Armento and Nigel Huston are, like, both very exciting skaters right now. Uh, yeah, but it's not their top. name on the fucking box, dude. And, yeah, I mean, I think, I think anyone that knows skating knows who kind of, like, Tony Hawk is. I just think... Now this is pretty much like I'm gonna go creepily. I'm gonna go creepily. The box does. The box isn't just Tony Hawk's name. It's the name of these other pros or these other current, more relevant pros. Um, And that part's cool. I like. I actually like that part, and I like that we get these pro videos. I just don't like 
anything else at the top of the game. Is and I don't like that it has a $60 price tag. Is there a Bales video I can unlock? Because that was always the best part of the first Tony Hawk's. Is like, sweet, we got the Bales videos and we can watch I, the guy I, get hit in the nuts. I know that I've been <laughs> collecting like DVDs and VHS tapes, but if there's a way to actually watch anything, I haven't found it yet. All it is right now is like the pro skater bios. Because I remember back then I watched the Bales video and this guy like, like, pops his nuts or something and like they're bleeding everywhere and uh that was pretty cool back then i can't even imagine what people are doing now like they've got to be they've got to be exploding like their nuts both of well, them here, here, here's the difference here's the difference between like this is this is just the difference of time and it's just the difference of technology between tony hawk 5 and the last tony hawk that we got proving ground Last skateboarding game that we got, which was uh, I'm sorry, I, I meant the last real Tony Hawk that we got, the one one that Robo modeled it in fucking poison. Um, the last real Tony Hawk we got, the last skate game that we got, the difference between those games and Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five is YouTube, um, and Vimeo and Daily Motion and everyone else. You can literally just go online right now, type in the name of your favorite pro, and watch every single video they've ever had. You can type in the name of your favorite pro. And type in bail, and you're going to get like a ton of bail videos on them. So before, what Tony Hawk treated us to was like something special. Oh, this is something on top of my game that I can get this footage that I couldn't really watch anywhere else, and I could just go to fucking YouTube and, and watch a ton of videos on on the show, or I could watch Riley Hawk sell out just like his dad by driving a Subaru or whatever the fuck he drives. Guys, um, I don't know if you know, but if you go into YouTube and type in hitting the nuts. You're actually going to get something pretty entertaining. I typed, I typed, popped testicle, and so far, so far, that's going great. Um. Anyway, the last thing, the last thing I can say is, I just want to say, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five feels kind of like a shallow hut. Like, like you saw, we saw, you guys saw the picture of Tony Hawk, just looking like really old and empty, and like he's this this mummy that they. They uh, they given some rat soul into you know, and he just. I don't know if I'd say he looks really old. Isn't he just really old now? Yeah, but I think there's something like I think there's something. You can look at other videos of Tony Hawk, um, right now where he's a little lively and 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 even like in the hoverboard video, even though it's like a prank and all that kind of shit, he looks he looks like a little like he's having fun. When he talks about Tony Hawk Pro Skater, it doesn't look like he's having fun. It looks like it just sucks the life out of him. Um, and that's what I feel in his like, eyes in the video. He's basically like the one guy from the NFL head. going like, I'm just here so I won't get fined for 15 minutes. Right, well, I feel, I feel like that's what this is. So, so I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. I guess um, I'm trying to think of a Tony Hawk game that I really like. Okay, so Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. 3, yeah, 3, the good one. The good, the good one. <laughs> so Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Um, it's say like there's like the airport level, and you get a, a challenge, something like a travel international, and the challenge is basically to grind down every single flag, every single country flag inside the airport, right? And it makes sense because you're in an airport. Here are these flags. Let me grind them down. Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five then you do the school level, and it's like pop the balls. Um, and you get like a bunch of giant. Yeah, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that's not. That's not the kind of pop the balls you want. Uh, so you get like like giant footballs, giant baseballs, and and your goal is to just skate around in a pool, um, and and just just 
just knock move out and um a lot of the challenges in this game are just skating around with no challenge whatsoever like you don't have to trick you don't have to grind you don't have to lip um even if you do there's like the balance is ridiculous even without stats um and without cheats like your balance you're going to keep your balance fine you're not one to fail um like a some point a message pops out and says why are you still here Right, so I think that's I think that's like the point, right? I think they knew no one is really going to play this. Let's just make it so you can skate and win everything. Um, and that's that's the thing. And it's but even without the challenge, even without the challenge level, it's still hard to play just because your skater is so unresponsive. Uh, the physics are just off. They're like just that kind of off where it's um, like works but then there's some but then your skater is always going to go crazy at some point or they're going to glitch through a wall or they're going to fly off the space um it, it's it's just it's just a real real lack of any kind of polish whatsoever um anytime i want my skater to push off the board or if i'm trying to grind instead of land or if i'm trying to do a spine transfer um sometimes if i'm even trying to do a manual and sometimes if i'm trying to start a mission the game will not respond and I have to hit the controller really hard to get the skater to do what I fucking want her to do. And I know it's not my controller um, because I'm playing all these other games at the same time with relative ease of use. I just know it's their fucking incompetent programming over at like Robomoto. So that's all I have to say on it. Um, it's, it's basically, I, I don't, I don't want to belabor the point, but imagine the, I came to Jay and I brought him, I was like, let me get you a glass of water and I brought him the glass of water, but somehow the water was on fire. Like, <laughs> like I just, like I just, I totally fucked it up somehow. I don't know what I did, but the water appears to be on fire. And Jay politely like takes a sip, and I'm like, "What do you think of your water?" And he's like, "It's not very good." And I'm like, "Okay, don't worry. Now I'm gonna grill you up a steak." Like, <laughs> no, you don't want that steak. You got no business making that steak. You set the water on fire. I don't know. You sound like a pretty good host, actually. Well, I mean, a, an interesting one at the very least. But right, like, well, that's that's the kind of thing. Robomodal sounded like a pretty good developer. You're going to give me another Tony Hawk, and it's going to be a Tony Hawk Pro Skater Five. Wow, that sounds really good. I think I want that. Um, you don't want it. But my steak sounds good too. <laughs> right, exactly. But wait until you get it, and <laughs> and then we'll see. Hey man, your no, hurts. It's, right. it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those steaks where, like, you burned it, but somehow the inside is still raw. Oh no! It's actually I'm. It's served. My steaks are served in a mason jar filled with water. Uh, <laughs> and that's that's just, on fire. And it's on fire somehow. You take a bite out of it. And it's just full of teeth. <laughs> it's like it's like that. It's it's a pressure cooker. That kind of thing. Um. I guess I like the roundness of Buffoni's ass. Blonde Brazilian ass. Five five asses out of five. Is I mean, a- you don't need to get Tony Hope or Skinner five for that, but okay. No, I didn't because she kind of poses naked all the time and, and I could have gotten that for much cheaper. Oh, really? And who's this now? <laughs> Leticia Buffoni. <laughs> I like that you don't even care. You're just like a naked person. <laughs> I mean, Michael, if that's all it takes, I could I could get you a list like <laughs> immediately. 
You, you know, there's a lot of that on the internet, right? We can start with the really <laughs> heinous ones, too, like the porn stars who do a lot more than just get naked. <laughs> you, just, you just don't understand. It's like there's just something about, like, supplementary nudity. Supplementary nudity to really terrible video games. Like, oh, she's a skateboarder, but also she's naked. <laughs> I get that. I get that all the time. Did you ever skateboard and also naked? Well, no, but like, you know, oh, you're a cashier, but you're naked. <laughs> right? That's like sometimes that's better than porn. <laughs> and I, I don't know that I've seen many cashiers that I want to get naked, but I get your point. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. But you know, I, mean, I think for, for I, the record, I do to go to Jared's house a lot and just find him naked skateboarding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I thought we'd never talk about that. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, I, you know what? I, I think actually, despite being in a private session here, I think Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5 is actually putting a strain on my internet. So let me get off that. I, I would, um, I should probably fill you guys in because I know you're curious. My, my three pack came today with my, uh, with my Duck Hunt, Rob, and, uh, and the other one, Mr. Mr. Game and Watch Amiibos. <laughs> Is is this amiibo shit? Oh yeah. And the and GameStop put the box in too small of a box to ship it, and now the box is all bent. So thanks, GameStop. Well, as long as the figures are all right, right? Yeah, I mean they're fine. I had, but they're out of the box now. I mean, since since we're grown men talking about our toys. Oh boy. Um, it's quiet. It's actually it's it's a lot so larger than I anticipated. Help me help me understand this. So yes. you played a game that you don't really think is particularly good on the story front. You found a character who you think is a terrible character, and you felt like you had to own an action figure of it. No, I, it's not an action figure. It's a statue that costs. 200. I don't fucking care. It's an action figure. No, you, because action figures are like twenty bucks. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know how much of a shit I would give if you called my amiibos like a Skylander? I don't care. Do whatever. <laughs> no, because if you're amiibos, like, I intend to call them worse than Skylanders. It would be twelve dollars. It would be three hundred. Okay, so you got this quiet amiibo, and then what? Why? What? How did this happen? Did you accidentally do it? <laughs> I accidentally do it. Um, I. <laughs> I I like Quiet a lot as a buddy. <laughs> sure you do. Uh-huh. She's sure. like, a, like it's like having a really good pet, right? Let me ask you this, Jay. If it was like a fifty-year-old dude with like a flat-top haircut who drove a bus. No, I mean, I, no, I'm, no, no. It's the end. What if Quiet was just the end? Would you have a figurine of him? Because he's he would be I, just I might, as good a buddy. Very cool. I had like I had the um. <laughs> the solid snake from from uh, I'm sorry I had the naked snake from Snake Eater, I had the entire set of uh, Sons of the Patriots so I could build Ray, but that was like when I was really young. Um, I got quiet and I might pick up Ocelot. Like I'm yes, like, uh, he does have the guy from Persona Four, Yu Narukami. Uh, I do have Yu Yu Narukami. Um, someone got me Hisuni Miku. I didn't get that one for myself. And actually, quiet uh, is a gift. Um. But you know, I had to, I had to track her down and all that kind of stuff. But it's it's act, it's really high quality. It's a lot higher quality than Amiibo. I can tell you that. Well, no, I mean that's not. I'm not gonna like dispute that the Amiibos, <laughs> the Amiibos twelve dollars. <laughs> um, I mean, just I'm surprised at how large it is. I'm surprised at how good the quality on it. And I shouldn't have even brought it up because I'm already breaking my own rule, which is no more Metal Gear for the rest of the year. Um, 
No more Metal Gear. No more Metal Gear. I'm so tired of Metal. No, no. Gear? No. Uh, did you did you did you not mean to say no more Amiibo? Uh, I don't. Uh, Meta, Amiibos are great. I'm not tired. Of no them. more Sonic. I, I don't understand because. Whoa, 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 whoa! What are we going to talk about? Oh my god! Is you guys know what you can get a crystal whiskey decanter for? Let's okay, okay. First of all, it's quiet. It's like go go look up quiet right now. See how much she, she costs. Go look up play arts quiet. Are you like are you bragging about how expensive go, your go, figure go from at, the thing no, you don't really I, like is? Oh, first of all, I, just, I did not pay the current market cost for her. <laughs> Second of all, it's a gift. Four ten. But I want you to go. Yeah, it's four ten. No. Yeah. No way. Play, so, oh, it's a play arts. Those guys. They, so she's got like a changeable face and. She's got a changeable face. All she's kinds got, like, of shit. Like like breasts that are actually squeezable. Um. Did you take it out of the box? That's true. Uh, yes, I did. Oh, because that's too bad. Because it well, I mean, it literally like doubled in value. It like tripled like, in value. Yeah, it's a, it's a gift, and I'm gonna keep it up on um, probably right where I have my other gifts. Like I have a world's best brother Oscar st- statue. I have a Cole McGrath. McGrath. I have um, a surfing statue. That doesn't yeah. sound like an authentic os- Oscar. <laughs> and and the winner for best brother. That's that's before the televised portion of the Oscars. Uh, uh. Uh, Lucio and and a couple of other friends a couple years back they conspired to get me. Uh, the collector's edition of this game, Catherine, and that's yeah. Um, that was fun. That derives a weird yeah. amount of pleasure so from just, you. I just have these, I have like just these gifts up here, and you guys are like cynical assholes to not appreciate gifts. Um, but and no, and like like seriously, in game, I I like quiet ended up being good in spite of of Kojima. I and I feel that that's. I feel like that's a lot of... Actually, what I feel is that you like Quiet because she's good in-game, not because she's a good character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's kind of like that, and then you grow your attachment like that. It's like... So I'm, she's it, not good in spite of Kojima. She's just overpowered. I, I, like, I don't know if it's overpowered. I think it's like just really cool playing alongside with her. Like, if, it, it, like, if you grab a soldier... Um, and hold them, and then give quite the order. Like she'll she'll blow her head off, his head off while you have the soldier, and that's like, oh, that's that's like awesome. That's really cool. I want to. I haven't seen that in a video game before. That's pretty cool. That's really awesome. Uh, and it's just like shit like that. It's it's um, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily call it overpowered. You know, she has certain pitfalls like all buddies do. Um, but yeah, and watching Stephanie Houston's let's plays. I've been watching those. I've been playing. Watching the Steph plays, and um, she's a very lovable character in her own right. She's no Letitia Buffoni, but whatever. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it was all, all well worth it. And I mean, that's what's important is that you're happy. Well, you know, what's important is that you say no more Metal Gear, but you give me shit for quote-unquote spoiling the story in the chat. Oh, yeah, yeah, because I'm so fucking sick of hearing about Metal Gear. I'll say it. I'll I'll tell you. I can't believe that you think about this game so much. (laughs) And, and like, I don't know. It's just, if if you don't like it that much, it doesn't seem like it's worth this much time. Like, the only context I've talked about the game is in playing Rising. That's true. I don't know. I just, I'm I'm surprised. It's been like a Rising, it's been like a Rising comparison, and 
on top of that, I said it's a good game. It's just the story that's stupid. No, yeah, yeah, I know. That's that's kind of what I mean, though. Like we're just we're we've we've talked so much about Metal Gear. Like I, I, there can't possibly be anything left to explore about I mean, it. Rising like for the first time this week. Am I? I mean, if I if I if I'm the only one who feels this way, that's fine. Am I the only one who who thinks that? No, I, I had a friend who started listening to the podcast, and he pointed out for the past five games, all we've done is bitch about how crappy Metal Gear is. So <laughs> I think it'd be really nice if we could all just gather around and say something positive about Metal Gear Solid. Right, and I'm saying that... It's I over. Like Rising, I don't think we bitched last podcast about Phantom Pain, did we? I mean, I don't have a clip to roll, but, <laughs> but la- it but seems like week, something that could happen. It could have come up. Last week, all I said is I'm playing Rising for the first time <laughs> and I'm having fun. Right, I, but you said that in comparison to how much you hated Phantom Pain. <laughs> yeah, you actually did. You were like, oh, you know, when I have to like choose between the Phantom Pain and Rising, I choose Rising. <laughs> I mean, if, if you know, I don't think it's fine. I just, I'm all I'm saying is I think that we have. I think that we have charted the waters. Like, if we had a map, so I, I feel I like have it's a question complete. For no, one, no one's, like, talking, no one's saying Phantom Pain. I, I said, I said I played, I played Rising. I said there are certain things, like, now that Rising is out of, you know, now that Rising is out of Kojima's hands, that definitely seems to have improved. And I think Kojima's kind of, like, a continuing thing for the industry. It's not, he's not going to go away just because Konami's done with him. I think it's, like, a big, big deal that, that, we have like the big one of the biggest titans in the industry basically signing their own death warrant. What if he what if he does go away? What if he just like like fuck you and he moves to a cabin and then he just never makes a game again? Yeah, sure yeah. I mean I'm saying like I like I I do wonder what the what the future of Kojima is gonna be. I wonder if he's he's going to have the foresight to scale himself back, right? I think a lot of that is what shoots the entire Metal Gear franchise in the foot. In that he doesn't scale himself back, um, you know, and I think that's that's historic for the series. So he either has the foresight to scale himself back and go the indie route, as a lot of other developers have, as like um, Nafune has and, and Jade Raymond and and, and uh, Patrice Dieslitz and um, who the fuck is doing Castlevania, the, the Castlevania indie Castlevania, uh, Yoshio uh, Castlevania. <laughs> Uh, but but blood stain, all that kind of stuff. So either he has that foresight to scale himself back and go a bit an indie route, or I don't think honestly anyone's going to touch him because no one's like we're not going to deal with these budgets. I think he should do the American celebrity thing and open like a bar grill or a car dealership. Kojima's crazy cars, KKK. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> That's a terrible name. Do you think they could integrate a sneaking element into the car? I, I, if, I, if you I, steal it, it's free. I think each car has a rail gun on top of it. Hmm. There you go. A sentient rail gun. And it, it can launch nukes. Customer, <laughs> this is a sneaking mission. <laughs> I just, yeah, that, I just want happened. a Toyota, for love of God. If, if you if you can fault out if you can fault out a Lamborghini, then you get it for free. There you go. If not, but, but, but if you get caught, Ocelot it tortures you. First <laughs> <laughs> triangle. Ah! What, what did you call it? Kojima's crazy cars. <laughs> Kojima's crazy cars. K K K.
All right. Oops, listening. I'm going to email that to him. <laughs> Make sure that he All knows. You. Hey, if you can just take five minutes away from posting pictures of your food on Twitter, I can... Uh... Oh, he does that a lot. Man, and he's always eating such good-looking things. Like, every time... <laughs> every time, like, oh, I want to eat that. <laughs> Uh, unlike unlike Michael and his Detroit pizza, I finally stopped following oh, him because I was like, I just don't fucking care. Like it just hey, makes that me pizza sad. was tasty. I'm I'm not quite sure I would call that one a pizza, but it was still good. That 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 thing was delicious. Yeah, I've never even heard of a Detroit pizza before. <laughs> I bet you, if you went to Detroit, no one would know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, where can I get a Detroit pizza? And like, do you just mean pizza? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I, a Detroit pizza, and they're like, what? And then they'd be murdered. We don't have those anymore. <laughs> we haven't had food here since 2008. You're like, hey, where can I get a, a, a Detroit pizza? And like, you mean Hot Pockets? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Hot Pockets ran out some time ago. <laughs> You guys food the same way we do it by killing your enemies. <laughs> all, all we have now is this fox meat. <laughs> <laughs> there used to be squirrels here, or whatever animals native to Detroit. I don't know. There's no more animals left. There's no animals left. You just uh, go, when you get into the Innertron, but you still feel hungry afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> God, I hated that message so much when I used to play the game. Made you pretty sad, right? Yeah, right? It's like, eh, how my energy back? Oh, I'm still hungry. <laughs> All right, well, let's... I was, I was pretty sure, like, 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 speaking of espionage action, I was pretty sure um, Game of War is that thing Kate Upton's all over, right? That sounds right, yeah. I thought there was some controversy of Game of War um, in one of their execs trying to commit corporate espionage and being picked up by the FBI. Um, but all I can find on the news is Mariah Carey's new ad, which I guess is more important. Um, is I it, mean, anything is more important than Game of Wars, but I get your point. Is it called Game of War? It might be called something else. It's called Game of War Fire Age Redemption Revengeance. Is that really? Oh, yeah, Fire Age. There it is. Yep. I haven't heard this story. That's news to me. Um, but good. I'm glad Mariah Carey's still getting work. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm glad I could bring at least one piece of news. Should we um should we talk about uh uh well where should we go next? Should we talk about Soma? Yeah, we could talk about Soma. Soma is the hit new game from uh, Frictional, the people who brought us uh, Amnesia, the uh, the first Amnesia. It's the Dark Descent, I believe, right? Yes. And uh, that the Dark Descent is the game where you get spooked by monsters. And, Dark is the good one. And Soma is a game where you get spooked by monsters, but there is a caveat, which is the the monsters are underwater. And you are the monster. And you are underwater as well, probably making stakes. <laughs> so, um... What? Uh, I, I, I guess I, I want to relate this back to Tony Hawk Pro Skater 5, and that I spent... The first hour of um, Soma, cleaning up this dude's like nasty apartment. He had um, plates and food and cups everywhere. So is it is it kind of like uh, when I was describing Cradle a few weeks yeah, ago? Yeah, it's, it's like Cradle. It's like where the, you can like just pick up a bunch of shit. 
where you just pick up a bunch of shit with your mouse and, and you just toss it or um, you can only put Do you sing do you sing negro spirituals when you're cleaning? But important important more important question can you pick up a key item and then accidentally throw it under a couch? Um no, I don't think you can. I think it adds to your inventory. I don't think I don't like I think any key item stays in your inventory and everything else is um is throwable. So I spent an hour cleaning up his apartment. And that hour I spent cleaning his apartment was more fun than the several hours I spent in Tony Hawk from Skater 5. Just to give you a comparison. Um, yeah. So Soma starts off very kind of mundane, if you couldn't tell. It would seem. Um, it starts off very mundane, so you so you first you're in your apartment. And then you're taking a little subway ride, and you're, like, waiting for shit to happen. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? Are these people on the subway ride waiting to turn into monsters? But no, they're just on the subway. You end up in the doctor's office. Uh, doc- the doctor's office is empty, which is kind of suspicious. But then you find out that the reason it's empty is because there's actually a college campus, and they're renovating. And uh, these people are essentially med students who are borrowing the equipment. And uh, you are Simon Jarrett, who is the first ever human to get, like, a complete brain scan. And they use the word brain scan, and it's really confusing, right? Because we have, like, CT scans now, which are basically the same thing. So you think you're going in for that. Um, And you have to drink the nasty uh, copper-tasting shit that they make you drink, uh, the tracer fluid. Um, So, you know, it seems like a pretty normal thing. But then you find out that this is going to be, like, the first ever... Like, full brain scan. Like, they can literally recreate the entire human brain, recreate your memories and, and your little um, neural connections and all that, and they can basically experiment on your brain endlessly with the computer and create a custom treatment based on your brain. So you scan yourself in the machine, and then you wake up in, um, like, this spooky, creepy facility that is underwater, um, and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Like one second, I was having my bra- my brain scanned uh, on this college campus, and the next second, I'm uh, in this underwater facility where there's just like inky black shit growing on everything, and, and like blue electric nodes, and it's just it's just freaking. Um, Sounds like you kind of needed the brain scan then. What's that? Sounds like you kind of needed the brain scan then. Um. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's I, I can't really I can't really talk so much too much about it without like spoiling it. Right. So it's like those. Um, it 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 takes you places. It it uses the brain scan in a really like kind of clever way, I'll say. And it that that like one scan is the basis for the entire plot line that follows. Um, you know, and it's like kind of the basis for the entire fantasy world that they built here. And it's not, at least for me, it wasn't quite what I was expecting as I played it, but I really enjoyed it. Um, I hope this isn't spoiling too much, but it's kind of like a story of transhumanism, uh, which I thought was really cool and which I actually wasn't expecting. So, you don't, it's you good. don't so, like bang a woman who's like half cat, do you? No. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that's what happens. I, where did that come from? Yes. Oh, buddy. That's a question you probably don't want answered. Have you ever been to the internet? <laughs> I mean, I, so I, let me ask, I, let me ask like a more important question. 
Yeah. Um, hey, hey. Did it? Did it? Has it spooked you? So it, it the scheme fucking terrified me, but I think it. You know, I think I'm not sure I was the right person to review it in the long run, uh, because I think it terrified me for reasons just beyond the design of the game. Like I, I, I think if I were sitting here and judging it and judging the design of the game, when I thought it was like a space station and not underwater, uh, it still scared me. It still frightened me because um, they did a really good job of putting up atmosphere, and that's what I wanted to say about the mundane. Like they use the mundane to kind of put you in a, in a place of comfort and they use a control scheme that if you played it in any other video game, you know, okay, not a lot's going to happen in this game. Like if you're playing cradle, I don't think you like expect something to jump out and, and kill you out of the blue. And if you're playing uh, gone home, then I think you expect to take your time and really explore the puzzles. So they give you, they give you these controls and you're like, Oh, nothing's going to happen to me with these controls. And, and, and they give you like the sense of comfort. And then you land on this like derelict station um, and you realize there there is other sh- shit in there that's going to kill you, and they give you like all these new mechanics. It's like now you have to crouch, now you have to peek around, now you have to be careful, now you have to like not move when you hear sound from certain places. And it's like oh shit, now I have this like really limited control stru- control structure, um, and now I'm scared. Now now something could happen to me pretty easily. So so just as that, just just as kind of like subverting your expectations and using that to scare you and um using that like setting up a really good atmosphere all that was really good and i give frictional games a lot of credit for it i found out something um unique about about myself in playing the game and i don't think i've shared this on the podcast before but um you know on like i don't have a lot that like scares me um and i think as people know i'm kind of um uh, how do I put it? Brave. Uh, You're a very brave boy. I was going to say combative, but I'll take brave. <laughs> so there's not there's not much that scares me, right? I, I'm not I'm not afraid of a lot of shit. I have like one super rational fear, um, and I've had it. I, I real I first realized I had it when I was like about college age because I had to go to the museum of natural history and do a report. But I have like the super rational fear of like deep sea creatures. Like I, I, I can't stand them. Like I, it's, 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 it, it, it's just like, like, like thinking about them, looking at them. It like, just, like real deep sea creatures, or like, yeah, like, like, like deep sea creatures. Like I, 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 I just can't stand. Them. Like I love what? like a giant octopus. I, I, no, like a giant octopus. That doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't freak me out. Like that's fine. Like an angel fish with like a bunch of uh, fucking teeth and thing in. Yeah, like angler fish, like shit like that. Or like, or like here, here's a. Let me tell me if this scenario frightens you. You go to go to the bathroom, and you whip out your donger, and on the on the top of it, there's a barnacle stuck to it. <laughs> no, no. Of, of, of his dick. Yeah. Because you were I, swimming I, earlier. I, I mean, I mean, if, if it wasn't my dick, I would probably have a problem with that. Yes. When. I, <laughs> When I sink deep sea, you guys were like talking about there's a there's um there's a word for it. There's like a it's like the abyssal pelagic layer or whatever it is. You're talking like super deep sea. We're right, talking right. Like, you're talking like, about you're talking about like those like uh, like giant squids, right? Like a huge... no, because like, that's what he just said, and that like doesn't like vampire squids are, are little. Sorry, creatures. I was thinking about barnacles on ticks. <laughs> like like, vamp- like vampire squids, are as one does. But like like giant giant squids and all that kind of stuff. That shit doesn't freak me out. I'm talking about like like the tube worms and the shit that's adapted 
for the darkness. That's what I'm talking about. Ah, like an anglerfish. Yes, like an anglerfish, which is Lucio just said. We've gone back between the same... <laughs> are, you, are you so busy thinking about barnacle dongs? What if... What well, let me ask you, Jared. Are, are, are anglerfish marsupials? What about a Cthulhu? Oh, wait, wait a minute, Jay. So, are you afraid of giant squid? No, I'm not afraid of giant squid. We're talking about deep, deep sea, and, and I will tell you. What about kids that turn into squids? Squid I, kids. I, I think those are adorable. Yeah, those oysters. No, okay. not deep enough. Hang on, I'm typing this into Google right now. Deep, deep, <laughs> deep, right. deep sea. As deep as the deepest pizza that we can find. Deep, deep sea. Yeah, it might be something just with oh. the word deep. I might just yeah, have a you problem just might have a things. problem with depth. I, I might have a problem with I have a problem with the deep sea. I have a problem with deep dish pizza. I have a problem with like deep storylines like Kojima gives me. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, man, just. It sounds like <laughs> sounds like we need to keep things shallower. So, but <laughs> my question hey, is, I, I do have a question, which is, yes. does it does it separate it? Nobody's made the comparison, which kind of surprises me. At least I haven't heard anybody make the comparison. How well does this game's environment separate itself from like Bioshock? It's it's pretty separate. It doesn't really remind me of Bioshock too much. It reminds me more of um, I I want to say. Alien Isolation, but even Alien Isolation is too like clean for that. Um, so let's say it's. I would say it stands out pretty well. It's what not... about Dead Space? Sounds more like Dead Space. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dead Space is a good comparison. Like just, Dead Space is a better comparison than um, anything else. And it's got that that kind of feel, only it's underwater. Um, so, so the word for this thing is actually the last sophobia. Um, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. The abyssopelagic region of the ocean. Abyssopelagic, that would be the region. And apparently, I, I, I'm probably at the last of all. There are other, it comes as a result of other um, conditions. Oh, so, you mean like fear of anglerfish. Actually, yeah. to be fair, the giant squid is listed here as a, as a creature. Oh, well, hey. whatever it is, I, I think the giant squid is probably too closely related to other shit that I know and I'm familiar with. Like, I'll tell you, I first noticed this thing in, in college. I went to the Museum of Natural History. I had to travel through, like, their deep sea section, and my knees just started to give out. And I'm looking at the shit that's there, and, like, like I'm like, this shit is... It, I, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm getting dizzy. I feel like I want to throw up, and I just had to, like, rush out of there as fast as possible. And it's just stuck with me. Like, I can't really look at that shit... Um, Looking at uh, these pictures, it seems like what you're probably most scared of is just fish with like really sharp teeth. Because man, <laughs> they all just have the sharpest teeth and like dead eyes. They don't have. They have dead eyes. They have dead eyes. That's the, that's the big. I mean, what would you need eyes? Shit down there. There's like there's like the giant two worms, um, that are like oh my god, and then it's just like the way the. The, the volcanic vents down there glow and, 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 and like the, the bacterium that's just down there. It's all just, uh, God, it's just like... So what, what are the monsters you know, I, in uh, Soma like? Do they elicit those feelings or are the monsters in the game different? Like, are they Lovecraftian or like what? It's kind of a, it's kind of a mix of a couple of different things. So it's, it's kind of, they, they, they take some influences from the deep sea. They take some influences from Lovecraft and then... Um, a lot of it is like robotics, cybernetics as well that they mm. take influences from. So it, it's it's like the, st the shit that you're seeing. Um, it's got like this weird kind of mechanical slash organic texture to it. 
Um, and again, this is all tied back into the story. But you're gonna you're gonna be you're gonna be like encountering robots uh, that think they're people, and and there are like some puzzles that you have to solve where, for example, there's a robot draining the energy source um, of that area, and you have to disconnect the robot, and the robot's like, "Oh God, you're killing me! Please stop it! I need that to live." Um, and it's it's a very kind of unique approach overall to a horror game. Like I'm not sure it's 100% original, but it's just different enough that it's it's still not quite like anything else that I've experienced in horror. Um, and so I think they did a really good job in terms of that. You know, I think for me personally, uh, they tapped into a real fear that I have. But I think just in general. Um, they created this world and they created like this atmosphere and like this, this, this storyline and um, these creatures that are kind of interesting and unique to them. As, as I'm sure everyone knows at this point, my horror tolerance is relatively low, but I do have a tendency to make exceptions for uh, sci-fi horror in particular. Like, like I'm a big dead space fan. I adore dead space. I love it all. I've watched like all the weird animated movies and all the strange other bullshit for dead space. <laughs> I don't know Man, why. And they have web series too for Soma. If you're interested, live action web series for Dead Space or for Soma. Uh, Soma, Soma. Oh, okay. I maybe I'll maybe I'll be into that too. I don't know. And even like movies like Event Horizon, even though it's really corny and bad in a lot of places, um, that's a that's a special one. Pandorum. I don't know if you anybody ever saw that. Probably not. But yeah, it's up on Dorm. You know, I will say I've got a kind of similar hang up to Jay, where underwater creatures, there's something about them. And I first discovered that I had mine while playing Shadows of the Empire, the Dianoga boss. Oh, uh, yeah. It's yeah. just, it's so big and the water is so hard to see through. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I can hang with you guys too much, but um, I don't know. Swimming, pretty... swimming in the ocean, I'm always, I don't want to touch a fish. Like, I'm really worried. <laughs> the entire time, I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to touch a fish. And, like, you'll brush a, a thing of seaweed and you're like, oh, fuck. It's, it's, it's kind of like the weird thing because I can tolerate like when I was in um, this big Thomas drinking all the painkillers I was in the water and there were like flying fish and there were anchovies and as you guys know like like fucking love pirates and all that kind of stuff so that, that, that's like fine that's fine but we start to go deeper and it's just like my uh, like like my knees literally feel weak right now just even talking about it and thinking about it so I'm going to be perfectly honest with you guys I mostly just wonder how they taste <laughs> right <laughs> Like, is an agrofishing good? Like if a if a mackerel, like I actually even outside of the water, if I I don't wouldn't want to touch a mackerel. Like I'm just not. Oh, I don't give a fuck. I just, there's something about fish that are gross to me. See, is that a good news? Because I, I I love eating mackerel, especially. Is salted. that why you eat sushi with like avocado and cream cheese? I when I used to work at a, a pet Wait. store when I was very young, I was in the fish department and. Um, and they would, uh, the guy who was like training me would always get mad at me because I wouldn't, if there was a dead fish, I wouldn't pull it out with my hands. <laughs> I'd go and get the net and like put it in the net and he'd be like, just pull it out with your hands. Stop being a wimp. And I just, I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. This guy would reach into the tank and like the, in the feeder fish tank, they die like 30 a day. Like they're, that's their, wow. that's their specialties dying. <laughs> and he would just he'd reach into that fucking tank and just grab a fistful of them and I mean I'm surprised he didn't just pop them in his mouth like fucking lunatic but he'd just grab them in his fist and then walk over to the toilet that was our that was our high tech disposal method as we literally just flushed them down the customer bathroom 
That, that sounds legal. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure, like, unless it was like a super exotic fish, I don't think it was an issue, but I could be wrong. I don't know. I really don't. But sometimes we had, like, the lionfish, which is poisonous. We probably weren't supposed to flush that one down the toilet. Yeah, yeah that doesn't sound like a good idea. Thankfully, he was so big, he didn't fit. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jared, cut that fish into pieces in the, hey, the garbage's bowls. There's a reason I don't work at the pet store anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was because you got a better paying job, but I could be wrong. Yeah. No, actually, I, I guess I don't know why I'm going to talk about it, but basically they, they just stopped putting me on the schedule. Like, <laughs> I just I would come in and I'd have like one day, and then eventually I just came in and there were no days, and I was like, oh, I guess I don't work here anymore. No one ever told me, <laughs> no one ever like fired me or told me I didn't work. They just stopped putting me on the schedule. I'm just like, so, not, so you basically... They have me so, in my first job. Yeah, so you basically had the same experience I had on my first job, where like it was at a, it was at a printing place, <laughs> and like I worked there for a while, and then I, so when did I go bored and it just stopped, stopped showing up, no yeah, call, yeah. nothing. So one I, day I want to, I want to just go there. I'm assuming it's still there because who who fucking goes to a printing place and say, but um, you should go one day and like you're two twenty years late. Yeah, exactly. I just want to like go in and like try to clock in. <laughs> I do wonder sometimes if I went in and just started taking care of the tanks, <laughs> if they'd say anything. Um, I, no, but- I, I think for me, I, I it was like a very similar thing where they where they stopped calling me and I stopped calling them. Um, but I was recently vindicated. I, you know, I say recently, but I mean like two years ago when I ran into someone um, that worked there. And they're like, yeah, shortly after you stopped coming in, like that entire company went under. So I, I felt like, oh, OK, so there was at least that. Uh, I do. I do wonder sometimes if like maybe the owner just forgot my name or like was spelling it wrong. If he's like, oh, oh yeah, that, that Rex is quite the go getter. Let me just add him to the schedule real quick. I love how he doesn't grab the fish with his bare hands like a weirdo. <laughs> Go ahead and put him right there. Um, did did you did you when when this happened to you, Lucio? Did you like notice over time? Like the first day you went in, they're like, "Hey, Lucio," and then like the next day, they're like, "Hey, Lucio," and then like by the end of the week, they're like, "Hey, Lucio." <laughs> no, I mean, like I said, it wasn't them. It was me. I just stopped showing up. <laughs> Uh, so it wasn't, I don't know, like I didn't get along with anybody there. Like everybody was like over 40 and basically I was there just because I was strong enough to lift the boxes. Like I was 15. It was, uh, I would say that working at the pet store was literally the worst job that I ever had. Uh, so I, I'm definitely glad. Like I was, it was one of those things where like I was a little relieved when they stopped putting me on the schedule. I was like, all right, this is fine. It's fine that this is happening. <laughs> Because I probably could have said something, right? I could have gone to the manager right. and been like, "Excuse me, I'm not on the schedule," but I just called it a day. <laughs> well, I tried. Would do again, because you know you get there and you're like, "Oh boy, I'm gonna get to play with puppies all day," and no, you're in the fish section, <laughs> and your hand is just in a fish tank all day. You're watching them die slowly. Yeah, I did watch them die. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, they died quickly, but most of the time, yes, they died <laughs> slowly. <laughs> <laughs> they'd just be swimming sideways and be like well there's I don't know what to do about that <laughs> see you tomorrow Jared if, save me <laughs> Jared help me. I need medical treatment 
We just want to taste freedom before we go. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I, I I really, we shouldn't spend any more time on it, but I will tell you one story because I worked in this department uh, right about when Finding Nemo came out. Which oh is just God. which is just the fucking worst. <laughs> and I I had a guy come in one time with his with his little girl, and of course when everybody gets there they want to find the Nemo fish, and we have them because we uh-huh. we had saltwater yeah. tanks, and so um you know you take them over and you show them the Nemo fish or whatever. Well these guys found it on its own, and the guy comes over to me while I'm cleaning another tank, and he's like, hey uh, excuse me, um uh, my daughter we went over here and looked at the nemo fish and it's just it doesn't look like it's doing very well like it doesn't look like it's okay and she's just really worried about it will you come look at it and so i'm like yeah okay and so we walk over and and sure enough there's the nemo fish they're called clownfish by the way but yeah, fuck they're it they're fish, nemo yeah. fish there's the nemo and he's laying sideways like on an anemone just like opening his mouth and nothing else like he's just like uh, <laughs> uh. and so and so i I don't fucking know what to do. And this little girl's like looking at me like, oh, and, and so I just gonna I, save him. I opened up the tank and I just stuck my finger in and I just poked the fish and it just like jolted to life for a second and then slowly drifted back down like a piece of paper that someone had dropped. <laughs> and uh, I just looked at him and I'm like, he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think anybody bought it. <laughs> How 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 old was his daughter? Just wondering. I probably like seven or eight, something like 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 old enough to be interested, but also old enough to know I was full of fucking yeah, shit. Not, yeah. <laughs> Dad, hey, I don't think that guy knows anything. I know I know one piece of news that we actually failed to talk about because we talked about it um, in the chat, but we never talked about it on the podcast. Oh, what happened? The Assassin's Creed is going to diversify its cast. The first transgender character. Oh, yeah, it's got a handicapped person. <laughs> oh, no, wait, no, it was that. I thought there was a wheelchair assassin. I, you know <laughs> what? Oh, I okay, that would actually be kind of this cool. Is, this, is ending on, this is turning into, like, a very inclusive Assassin's Creed, so it's the first one you're, where you're... Um, it's the first one in a while where you're going to be able to play as, like, a woman. You're going to be able to switch between a guy and a girl. Oh, so uh, that's confirmed? What's that? That's confirmed. Yeah, that's... That, that's been confirmed. Like at will, you can like Grand, know, like I, Grand Theft Auto, where you switch, or like is it some missions are a guy and some missions uh, I, are a girl? I, I, I think the missions change depending on who you're using. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think you can progress through the story as whoever you want. How how dope would it be if there was an assassin in a wheelchair? His name would be Wheels, of course. And he, <laughs> and he, he, Before you get any further, is is Wheels part of Gustavo's genetic line? Probably, yeah. I don't see why not. He's actually his best friend that he plays chess with in the park. Okay, yeah, that's, that's that's good. And so Wheels yep. Wheels yep. rolls up. He whirls up to one of those uh, things where you cut the rope and shoot up to the top or whatever. He rolls up to one of those and he he uh, like rolls the wheel over the rope and he grabs it and he sails into the sky. But he does his chair doesn't come with him, and so then he just like flops down on the building and he can't move and he's just stuck there. And he's like, "This was a bad idea." And then that's the last time you see Wheels. He's like Morph in the X-Men cartoon. He just no, dies no, no. in like the first 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, I, think, <laughs> I, I think you have this wrong. Because what I picture here is like a Mad Max type of like car with like the spikes and shit. But it's actually a wheelchair. <laughs> oh my god. Have you guys ever seen Dead Rising Sun? Uh, I don't think so. It's like a Dead Rising um, a web series tie-in. And it's about, like, this Japanese kid 
basically the zombie outbreak is happening in Japan, um, but the Japanese kid is like confined to a wheelchair. And the series goes on, and I guess he runs into gang members and a lot of other really crazy shit. Uh, and of course, this this kid is like scared shitless. But at the end of the series, you know, he does the thing that like Chuck does uh, with all his objects. He 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 tapes a ton of shit together. There's a wheelchair weapon. In, in he like he like t- he tapes a lot of shit together to his wheelchair. So he has like all these <laughs> knives and and flamethrowers and everything just like strapped onto his wheelchair. And he comes out with like this helmet on his head. And he's just ready to kill some zombies. I mean, that sounds pretty good. It's interesting. (laughs) All right. Well, I can't believe it, but we've actually I wanted to talk about Rare Replay and I want to talk about Lucio's games, but we're already like almost to a minute and 15. Um, So if if it's all right with everybody, I think we can save it for that relevant shit on the podcast. Yeah. You know, this was we meandered a bit, but we probably needed that just to just a taste. But um, I'm sure Doug is going to be sad that he missed our really frank and honest discussion about race relations. <laughs> um, I promise we'll 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 do a proper uh, bout of Florida Man and the return of what came first, America's no. favorite game. Yeah. Oh yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> no. If we, if, we do, if we do what came first, I get to talk about my ballgins and my ridings all I want. <laughs> Or maybe we can decide what came first, Metal Gear Edition. I think that's a compromise if I ever heard one. You know what? Sure, let's do that. Let's do it. I'm all for it. (laughs) All right. Well, let's I'm all for annoying Michael's friend one more week. Talking about more Metal Gear. All right. Well, if you enjoyed our podcast today and our stories of fish things and barnacles and whatnot, uh, I would encourage you to go and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Uh, go follow us on Facebook and Twitter. We're at The Enemy Slime on both of those services. Uh, go check out our website, enemyslime.com, for all of your video game uh, stuff. We talk about games. We do that. It's pretty great. Once in a while. And, uh, yeah, so thank you guys for being here. Thank you for listening. And we will see you back here next week. And uh, I think with that, we are out.